It is Midday Live, Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, our number is 800-222-5222. We are talking, of course, about the elections today. And we are joined by Dee Dawkins-Hagler. She is former chair of the Georgia Legislative Black Caucus. Dee, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. So how does this election day look to you? How's the landscape? It is looking promising. However, here in Georgia, we have had to deal with um, some machines not working, many polling places. Uh, People have been in line three, four hours to vote. Some have left, but we will not uh, be moved. People will tell everybody, stay in line, don't move. Now, now the machines, I mean, in California, at least least where I've always voted, it's just those little punch cards. Has has increasing the technology just increased the probability of, of electronic trouble? Is that what's happened in Georgia? I'm not sure what is going on in Georgia. Here in Georgia, <laughs> we have had problems with these voting machines for, I, I would say, at least uh, eight years, at least, oh or longer. We actually have touchscreen machines here in Georgia. Right. So mm-hmm. in one polling place, they said that the energy... Uh, that the machine sucked out all the energy, so they didn't have enough power. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a <laughs> oh my professional opinion. But. I know. We were talking to a Republican commentator a few minutes ago, and he was saying that one of the areas that the Republicans may have been asleep at the wheel was in the gubernatorial candidacies. Uh, do you agree that's a place where the, the Democrats are likely to make very, very significant progress? And by the way, we should mention, Georgia is on the cusp of, if right. they elect a you know uh, Stacey Abrams, that would be a historic... Uh, vote for the first uh, female black yeah, governor. Yes. So she would be the first female black governor in the country, but she would be the first African-American governor here in Georgia and the first female in Georgia. So for Georgia, it's it a would triple be a threat. <laughs> win. Yes, if she wins um, the election. But yes, the, the gubernatorial elections across the country um, gives the Democrats a great opportunity to, st- to flip those seats. And so we're looking at them uh, Andrew Gillum in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also Florida. looking at Is he Florida. In Florida? Yes. Yeah. In Flo- I'm yeah. sorry, Lord, in Florida. I'm yeah. using my state in Florida. Um, ben Jealous up in Maryland. That looks promising to us. So we just kind of got to see um, Ohio, um, Texas. I mean, there's so many states. I just think that the Democrats have a good chance of flipping a lot of these um, these mansions over. And that would be, uh, that, that's the gubernatorial, gubernatorial candidacies are separate from the congressional uh, races where... You also it, got that, yeah, sorry. If history would be any any teacher, we would expect there to be a significant turnover in, uh, or even a turnover in the power in the legislative bodies. Go ahead, Lauren. Uh, another historic race is in Colorado, um, where you have the first openly uh, gay governor, Jared Polis, versus uh, Walker Stapleton, who's the state treasurer there. So um, there's definitely interesting races throughout uh, the governor races, and and many of them very close. Um, I don't know what the last poll was out of Georgia. Do you? Yes, it is. It was. It had. Um Stacey Abrams at 49% and Brian Kemp at 48%. So they're in a statistical dead heat yeah. right now. So interesting. We'll see today. Anything anything cap- making you anxious or capturing your attention? I think it's the amount of people who went to the polls today who, who actually 
um, got a little weary and and left because of the issue. Oh, the really? Machine. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that, that would that would concern me too. Um, we did not have that problem in California. Line. That is not a problem in California. Some, and, some, and some places had extremely long lines um, in African American communities, communities of color. They may have only had three machines, um, so they would have to bring in four and five machines to certain places, huh. whereas other communities would have uh, was empty all day. Right. And, right. you know, so now so do you have mail in ballots in Georgia? We do have the opportunity to do mail in ballots here in Georgia. Absentee um, ballots, you can request them, they can be mailed to your home. Um, that is actually uh, increased in Georgia, so we hit record numbers with that this year as well um, in the midterms. And then we had an increase of 416% of uh, young people 18 to 29 voting. Well, that's time. crazy so here. We we have broken all type of records, and we have more people registered to vote than ever before in Georgia. Interesting. In California, a lot of people are looking in Orange County as sort of a pivotal uh, congressional race. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yes, I think that I think that <laughs> I think that the uh, and I'm trying not to be biased, but I can't help myself. I think that the Democrats are going to win all of these congressional seats. I think they're going to flip not all of them, but I just think in 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 California, in Texas. In um, Arizona, uh, these legislative seats are going to flip the other way. I think we're going to control the House again. The Senate, they say it may not happen, but I believe right. that uh, um, Christian Cinema in Arizona is going to be able to pull out a win tonight. So um, it, it is interesting, isn't it, how close so many of these races are, and and, and yet how profoundly different the points of view are. But the truth uh, is, we don't know if they're close. I mean, if if 2016 taught us anything, is that you can't believe poll numbers. Well, at all. So, so you're saying you're expecting who knows what? Well, I'm saying when when we hear that's in a dead heat, or we hear someone's pulling out way ahead, I, I don't buy it. I don't believe it until it's over because they were just so wrong in 2016. So I'm assuming the same people that <laughs> refuse to admit that they voted for Trump in 2017 are probably refusing to admit they're going Republican this time around. Uh, I guess. I agree with you. Yeah. I, again, yeah, I agree with her. But but there's a, a series of exit polls that came out just a few minutes ago that CNN was publishing that shows a pretty significant percentage, like almost two-thirds were saying this was about Trump, and, and many of them, I see a majority, but not a not above 50%, like 39% felt that the country was going in the wrong direction. So you know, there's a lot of sort of sentiment that this is about President Trump, and this is about whether or not they feel things are going in the right way. I think when you see down in Georgia, as as Dee's just explaining, that you have record voter registration, you have record voter turnout, that is attributed to Trump. I, I yeah, firmly but, but believe it. Side, I also firmly side, believe though? all the women wait, wait. that are running for office. That is attributed to Trump. But some people that were... attributed to I, Trump. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, and as always, you know, the pendulum swings back and yeah. forth, and every political campaign has a response to what has come before. But... but in terms of, yeah, I, I think we are we are at our at risk or, or sort of need to be cautious about saying things like there's a credible voter turnout and assume that was all Democratic turnout. I'm hearing at record breaking Republican no, turnout. I, what as I mean well. is record breaking because of Trump. Whether you love him side. or hate yeah, him, right, you right. decide that you need yeah, to vote yeah. because mm-hmm. you do not want your voice not heard. Yeah, very interesting. I, I don't think it's necessarily one side or another. I think both sides are completely. 
<laughs> I, I, I use this. They're both so, you know, at a fever pitch and so ginned up right. over this Ginda. president. And, and he's, of course, loving it. He's like, look, this is absolutely about me. This is my popularity contest. <laughs> Love me or hate me, come out and vote. And, and we should give him credit for that. He is getting people out there voting. <sighs> 800-222-5222 is our phone number. Do you agree with this conversation? Do you feel otherwise? And in the state of California, you know, Laura and I do a lot of complaining about the direction this state is going. Um, it's still, you know, there's still pleasantness to living in California, but there are so many things that our government should be doing that they are not that is adversely contributing to our well-being, which including allowing people to languish on the streets, infectious disease outbreaks now that are becoming so there's something becoming so bad they're literally endangering police now. Do you, did I talk to you about this? Yeah, yeah, and that that police outlets are overrun by rats and and fleas, and they're going to be getting typhus now. So you're going to have sick officers all over the place, uh, and of course the vectors are out in the community that we're seeing typhus at a record rate in Pasadena, and Long, Long Beach, and downtown Los Angeles. And our roads don't work, and they're boondoggling money into the central of the central part of the country for a railroad to nowhere. So it's hard for us to, you know, not be a little concerned about the functioning well, of California. Dee, why don't you make us feel better? Uh, what's wrong with Georgia? No, no. <laughs> Let me just say this. And yeah. it's funny that you all say that because here on the commercials, they ask Brian Kids is saying, if you elect Stacey Abrams, it will become another California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. They're using it as a threat. Well, they don't know how bad it is. Yes. <laughs> they don't know how bad, so it, how not, bad it is here. So, uh, Listening to you all, I'm like, oh, my goodness. But, no, really, um, in Georgia, we don't even have uh, Medicaid expansion. And so... Um, you yeah, but in Georgia, I, I was just in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, and, and like, you get stuff done in Georgia. And, and by the way, you're Wait, what do you mean by you don't have Medicaid expansion? You know, so, so they did not accept the Affordable Care Act here in, you know, in any of the southern states. And so what you basically have is hospitals are closing in large number in I rural see. areas. And say in Georgia, let's just say Georgia. I'm going to use that for a second, and I'm going to do a couple other. We have 159 counties. But in half of those counties, there's not even an OBGYN or a pediatrician wow. present to, you know, take care of the people. So when they say so the that, fight is about health care, they mean it, it down really in Georgia. Is. Yeah, but that's a bigger really problem. That is not about expanding uh, Medicaid. Why that's not? About, because if the doctors aren't moving it, that's not going to move them into the area, trust me. You have to empower primary care and then reimburse primary care properly so they can afford to go in those rural areas. That's not about Medicaid. What do you do about all these hospitals that have closed down? They're closing They're because healthcare care is consolidating because hospitals are terrible businesses right now. It's a bad business to be in hospital because of the way insurances rule the day. So it's a, it's a bad business. But, uh, you know, expanding, uh, you know, really purchasing proper Medicare and expanding Medicaid that way, which is not really the mandate of the of the uh, uh, the healthcare act that we had, we it, we need to sort of improve on all of it. But in my opinion, the big problem is they don't put primary care out in the field. They don't empower. Lauren, the, I was I was on a uh, at Politicon. I was on a, a, a discussion group. We were talking about this, and one of these guys was a big insurance guy. And he agreed with me. He was somebody who had administered all these different kinds of programs. And I was saying, you know, the primary care can save so much money if you have proper primary care for patients out in the rural areas of Georgia, for instance. But primary care doctors don't make half of what their peers make. Their peers can make 100 times more what they make for two years of training. So, of course, nobody goes into it.
Nobody goes. You'd only do it if it's out of the good of your heart, right? Well, you're it's a, either it's a calling or you don't. You're not talented. One or the other. It's either a calling, and so if you can make a hundred times more, fifty times more, just by doing two more years of training, well, who's going to go do that? Mm-hmm. So that's their big problem, and it'd be very easy to empower. You only you don't you wouldn't have to do much to make it uh, a viable entity. Well, D, we appreciate you spending a little time with us as always. Hopefully. Um, you know, I hope the day runs well for you. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't wish ill on anybody today. I hope, I hope the we all at least <laughs> lick our wounds that lose and are, are proper winners if you do, and uh, that we continue to move forward in this in this great land of ours. Thank you, yes, Dee. Thank you so much. Well, we're right. looking for Stacey Abrams' ring. Bye-bye. All right. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, that's Dee Dawkins-Hagler, and that's, that could easily happen, right? Uh, you got you got Oprah on your side. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what I was saying about about George is they just get stuff done there. They get it done. They they don't have to worry about the the incredible bureaucracy that we have here and people being paid off and regulations and you know different committees to have to approve it. They just go do stuff uh, and they they grow and they create jobs because of that. Their problem, as she was saying, is get, getting certain things out into the rural community and making having them benefit. Uh, of the same uh, economic growth as the city centers are. Numbers 800-222-5222. What do you say about the propositions? Are you going in for Proposition 6? Are you going in for Prop 8, Prop 12? And whom did you vote for and why? Did you feel the state's going in the right direction? I'd love somebody to persuade us that it is um, because, you know, we get kind of negative. Maybe it's just the stuff that Lauren and I are dealing with, which are things like commutes, and our concern about the homeless and the fact that there's infectious disease outbreaks in Southern California and, and San Francisco. These things bother us greatly, but show us where it's going well. 800-222-5222. And then tell us how you voted based on things going well. Uh, based on things not going well, it's hard to give the state more money. That's sort of what persuaded us. You know, I, I got really down uh, yesterday when the uh, one of our callers called in and said, you guys are such... I know, it Basically, me. you're buzzkills. All you do is talk about how awful California me. is and everything wrong with the state. And I was, uh, I went home last night and I was walking the dogs and I thought to myself, what do I love about California? Like, what yeah. are the great things? Um, I, I came up with a few. Oh, wait, I'll come up me. with a few. I, I'll After share the them. break? All right. Because yeah. I had a similar thing. I was in, was it yesterday that that call yeah. was? Well, Seems like a week ago. Well, I, it bothered me. It bothered me a lot. And, and I was in the Laguna Beach, California while you were walking your dogs. And there's lots to be thankful for there. Absolutely. It's, it's not as though it's not the same city or it's somehow fallen into it's the It's not ocean. all bad, but I'll tell you this. The things that I love about California, I don't know that... <laughs> I don't know that our government is responsible or right, well, you know could well, mess but, it up but, if they tried. Well, we'll see. 800-222-5222. Are we going in the right direction or the wrong direction? Let us know. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, this is Midday Live. She has dependable traffic when you need it the most. Sponsored by Howard's. Two freeway has been in trouble, but it's looking up for you. Two freeway both directions in San Fernando. Police activity has been picked up. All the off-ramps now have been reopened. And traffic is recovering on Fletcher and San Fernando as well. If you're on the northbound side of the 405 Connector Road to the North 710, been working on an accident on this Connector Road, and the backup on the North 405 is now to about Spring Street. Eastbound 91 right at Lakewood, stall in the left lanes, got traffic backed up now to the 710. 60 Freeway West, Phillips Ranch Road through Diamond Bar. You'll find road work in the right lane, that now backing up to about Reservoir. And East 210 Mountain, that's some ongoing road work as well. Howard, Southern California's choice for appliances, TVs, and mattresses since 1946 with a 60-day price guarantee and that all-important next-day delivery. Visit Howard's.com for the showroom nearest you. Howard's, 72 years of making your house a home. I'm Rhonda Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KBC. I don't know 
Our number 800-222-5222. Ron, state going in the right direction or the wrong direction? Oh, definitely, guys, in the wrong direction. I'm a third-generation Californian. Um, my brother and I operate a family business. It's been here for over 70 years. And if we could, we'd pull the whole dang thing up and move it across the line. But um, too many people, too many machines to do so. Uh, my kids in their 30s can't afford a house unless you buy someplace like Barstow. <laughs> uh, it, things are just um, very disappointing. Yeah. And I guess what's going to be what's going to be the real uh, telling point with how California's vote is Proposition uh, Six. If we repeal that, or if we say no, I'll keep it, I just don't think people are really engaged in what's going on. If they keep if they keep it, you think people are asleep at the wheel? I think so. And when I hear people say, "Well, I'm I'm not I'm voting Democrat because I hate Trump," it's like. No, come on. Whether you hate Trump or not, I mean, look at the issues and look at the state that you live in and the city you live in. And the only reason yeah, I would say that, that people would keep it is because there's so many Priuses out there and they're like, good, raise gas tax. I don't care. I plug my car in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But are they considering that their Prius cost goes up when they... Yeah, their yeah. they're using electricity, which... Yeah, yes. which is leaves a which if you actually analyze what's happening, it typically leaves a larger carbon footprint. But whatever. Now listen, I as you know moved here from New York. I was Thank a transplant. Ron. Yes, and uh, I was I was born and bred to hate L.A. because oh, that's good. how we're raised in New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're and so that way. I tried to think back about the things that I fell in love with with uh, California over. And keep in mind, I, I do live in Southern California. I live in Los Angeles, so this might not apply statewide. But mm-hmm. here's what I've come up with. Mm-hmm. So off the top of my head. Okay. Um, people uh, speak to you here. They're nice and they smile and they say, how are you? And when I first moved here, I was terrified of that. I was like, ooh, what do they want? Because <laughs> you just keep your head down. Like you don't New talk Yorkers. to anyone yeah. in New York. Yeah, so, it, you, but now I'm used to it and it, I think it's pleasant. Here's what I'm recommending. Don't ever go to the Midwest because they're ten, nice. 10 times nicer. No, I, I, this is enough for me. Okay, Just a, a smile while walking okay. a dog. That's Particularly all I, the smaller towns, right? Particularly like, you know. Well, that, I mean, this is a big town, but people are just f- somehow smiley and friendly. Okay, okay, um, okay. I love that uh, everything you do indoors in other states, particularly New York, you can do outdoors here, like the, all okay. the outdoor concerts yeah. um, are amazing to me. I was just like blown away when I moved here. No such um, thing as a rain date here. No rain date. Outdoor movies. You can, you know, <laughs> sit in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, yeah, watch yeah. movies. I thought sit, that was sit amazing. In the graveyard, yeah. Recreational marijuana. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, we're, we're good with pot. That, yeah. I got a lot more people visiting me nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Then the pot tourism. For, good. for the pot tourism. <laughs> yeah. Um, farmers markets are all year long here. Oh, that's true. I love that. That's nice. And they're everywhere. And they're everywhere. And like yeah. literally, you could find one every day of the week if yes, you want to. That's a nice. I like that. And by the way, should we be holding our agricultural brethren? Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, by saving issues. our farmers. Okay. Um, uh, when I ate meat when I first moved here, so I, I loved In N Out. I would stop by there every time I was on my way to LA. So In N Out, check. That's another reason. Um, because we spend so much time in our cars here in California, radio is actually much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, this is the we are the you know this the paradigm, but no, no, yeah, we're the, yeah, we're the. But there's definitely right better here. radio out here. No, ra- this is the radio capital of the world. Has always been. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can buy liquor in your uh, drugstore, like at Walgreens. That's weird, huh? It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll go in to get like face wash or something, and next thing I know, I'm walking out with two bottles of champagne. And, I love it. Uh, I love you, it. If, if you go, I'll talk to her about it later. Don't worry. But if if we are going up into the central part of the uh, the central coast area, 
wine in everything, gas stations, everywhere. It seems wonderful. Like it's everywhere. Yeah, wonderful. That, that to me always blew keep me away. L- keep California right. buzzed is what I say. <laughs> That's going to get us all through this. The, the free your pot and wine, um, yes. Vacation is only an hour or two hours away, whereas yes, like, you have to choice. fly anywhere when yeah. you leave New York. You could drive to the desert, to the city, to the mountains. You can ski, you can surf. I love that. I, I never have to leave the state to, to get a break. Um, all right, wait, wait. I'm going to break you. I'm, I want to hear more. I no, hear more. I only have one more. Okay, go. Um, you uh, run into celebrities, but that's only here. <laughs> 800-222-5222. Going in the right direction or the wrong direction. How'd you vote and why? Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, Midday Live. Okay, ABC News, live and local at 2.30. I'm Jeff Whittle, and the polls close in just a half hour from now in most of Indiana and the eastern half of Kentucky. The first batch of exit polls has just been released, and CNN is reporting that two-thirds of voters polled say their vote was about President Donald Trump, with more saying they voted against him than for him, even though he wasn't on the ballot. And six in ten voters say that the country is on the wrong track, even though the economy is doing well. Now, along with several hotly contested congressional races here in uh, the midterm elections in California, KABC contributor Jim Roop reports that Californians are also considering a number of propositions. California leads the nation in props from bond measures that raise money for low-income housing and housing for veterans and the mentally ill, also water projects and rebuilding children's hospitals. There are measures that consider oversight for nonprofit dialysis clinics, keeping property taxes low for baby boomers, rent control, daylight savings time, whether to repeal a 12-cent gas tax, and how much room farm animals should have. And there's three closely watched races in other states in today's election. Democrat Andrew Gillum facing Republican Ron DeSantis in a tight race for Florida governor. Republican Brian Kemp is taking on Democrat Stacey Abrams in the contest for Georgia governor. Democrat Beto O'Rourke considered a long shot to unseat incumbent Republican Senator Ted Cruz in Texas. Now, a no-burn alert remains in effect today because the levels of fine particulate air pollution are expected to remain high. The no-burn order prohibits the burning of wood or manufactured fire logs in your fireplace or wood-burning stove. And the no-burn alert includes all of Orange County and the non-desert portions of Los Angeles, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties. And four flavors of Duncan Hines cake mixes are being recalled due to a salmonella outbreak which has sickened several people already, according to the CDC. They are Duncan Hines Classic White, Classic Yellow, Butter Golden, and Confetti Cake. Talk Radio 790K ABC Sports. Interim head coach Willie Desjardins it will be behind the bench tonight when the L.A. Kings host the Anaheim Ducks. Now, the Lakers will host the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow night. College hoops tonight. Number 21 UCLA hosts Fort Wayne. USC hosts Robert Morris. And that's sports on 790K ABC. Traffic, a market check, weather, and more. Dr. Drew Midday Live next. KBC News Time 232. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew Midday Live, 800 222 Tony, what do you say? Hello? Hey, Tony. How are you today? We are great. Have at it. Well, I'm voting for John Cox. Okay. And and I'm pretty much a one-issue voter to a certain point about gun control. Huh. What they've done, about what they've done in California is when, when they, they passed some laws making people re-register their guns, half the people don't know they need to do it. And... 
it, it's it's it was. To so me, what's what's John Cox's stance? Yeah, that you we like? don't even know, we don't even know what his I don't stance even know. is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he believes in the Second Amendment, right? Which which Gavin Newsom does not believe in, and he wants he wants us to be able to um, be able to get a concealed weapons permit without not you know with how do I put it? without so many restrictions on them. And you want there to be more restrictions. No, less. Less, less, restrictions. less restrictions. I see. Less so you're gotcha. hoping that he'll roll back some restrictions here in California. He'll help you roll back and at least stop some of the things that they're going to come up when Newsom comes in. His rhetoric changed from semi-automatic guns being outlawed to rapid-fire guns, which rapid-fire guns is a completely different type of uh, class of weapons. All right. Well, I, I voting for Cox on that. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your point of view. 800-222-5222. That is our general question here, which is, is the state going in the right direction? Please persuade us that it is. We just heard Lauren's list of why she loves the state. Most none of them, them have to do with government. Right. None of them has anything to do with government. And so I guess that's why we stay in the state. But uh, the extent that we're going in the right direction, please persuade us. We, we seem to see lots of trouble that makes us upset. And most of it has to do with commute. But there are other reasons as well. And then whom did you vote for and why? 800-222-5222. And if you'd like to ring in or persuade on the propositions, we are open to that as well. It's. Uh, did you go early to vote? Did you go in like... I mailed it in weeks ago. Oh, you mailed it in. That's right. You told me that. If yeah. anyone knows anything about a single judicial candidate, please call him because oh. I, there's got to be a better system. I didn't vote on a lot of it. To because, vote on judges because yeah. it's impossible to know anything about these people. Uh, the, you know why I don't do uh, absentee ballots? Because every single time I have done it, I'm immediately call, called for jury duty. So I know that's an association. Oh, no. And not necessarily a causation, but why is it Every time, and if I back out and don't do it for a while, but don't they use the voter rolls anyway? Magically, like the, I don't have an. I'm not troubled mm. when I go in generally, but when I do an absentee ballot, magically I get called to the call to the. And to me, it's just the most abusive. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it. It's your it. civic duty, Doctor. I know Drew. it's my civic duty. And I, and I'd I, rather have someone like you on the jury. Uh, I told you my jury experience. My, my the one time I got into the jury box, why they kicked me out? Why? I, I oh, you don't know this. So the judge goes, I was, everyone was just, they had, it was the most unhappy group of people. We were all had, just couldn't be there. We had all these other obligations and we were explaining it. And he's just like, sit down. It's your duty. Sit down. And then he goes, but I want you to be a great experience for you. If you need to go to the bathroom, well, let's go to the bathroom. Whatever you need, just call on me, whatever. And he goes, sounds but, magical. But, but I need to know that if 11 of your peers have an opinion that's different than yours, you're not going to be persuaded by that person if you have a firm belief. And I go, there's no way I can predict that. I know the psychological literature. It doesn't. And he then <laughs> and he then goes, what do you mean you can't be persuaded? I go, you're doing it to me right now. I just told you an opinion, and you're persuading me otherwise. I how do you love think it. How do you think I'm going to respond to 11 people? I was furious. And he goes, okay. Jury. And he turned <laughs> you're goes, out. out. Got out. it. <laughs> so 800-222-5222. But that's the insanity of our system. It's like, you need to be able to not be persuaded by your peers. It's like, what? That's impossible. We know that's impossible. The psychological literature is replete with that. Now, 
a group can arrive at a very good decision. I'm not saying the decision making of 12 people is, is bad. I think it's actually remarkably good, particularly given how flawed our system is. Remarkably good. But you cannot say that no one in the group is persuaded by any other member of the group. That's, in fact, how the group arrives at a good decision. That's so, how our justice system works. That's how it works. Persuasion. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have somebody tell you, Lauren, about these judicial candidates. But first, we've got a little break. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. This is Midday Live. Midday Live, Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew here. Lauren is someone to explain to you something about the judicial candidates. Joy, go ahead. Lauren, the good news is that most of them ran uncontested, so it didn't really matter if we knew or not. That's what that, but that's it, what I'm saying. That's like, weird by itself. Yeah. You know, well, that's indicative of where the state is going. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of people that think free means, oh, it's free because I don't pay taxes. A lot of people think that somehow we haven't already paid for our roof and that quote-unquote impermeable surface already. But, you know, maybe I just don't do new math. <laughs> I, 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 no, you have a point. That is saying. how the rest of the state works. You don't get a choice. I'm just saying. It's just happening to and you. I'm from Brooklyn, so I get it, Lauren. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, Joy. Are you, are you here? Are you remaining in the state for the same reason Lauren's are? Lauren, the same reasons Lauren uh, is? No, you know, my husband has a really well-established medical practice, but... You know, I'm just kind of, I, oh gosh, this is painful. Oh, huh. it's killing me. Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> so, well, I just wish I didn't, I just wish I didn't know how to count that. That's, I just wish I could not add and subtract. And of course, you know, this system works right now because half the population doesn't understand civics because we've done a fine job. Of not educating, of cutting it out of our education oh, programs. Joy, Absolutely, I, I think you know why? So much is that because we think it's almost uh, it's it's uh, not culturally sympathetic to those that aren't born here. We can't teach American civics when there's so many other cultures in our public mm -hmm. schools. Oh, joy! Oh, yeah, we can because I'm a first generation American. Okay, and I get it. We can. Teach I am as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I'm with you, Joy. Well, Joy, thanks for calling. Hang in there. Bye, guys. You got it, Joy. Thank you. We've got Marcus who says we are heading in the right direction, so an excellent direction. So go ahead, Marcus. Convince. Convince us. I, I wouldn't say excellent, but we're doing well. Of course, we have a lot of problems, but that's because we're like the greatest state in the world. We have a great economy. Uh, housing is going up. That's because everybody wants to come here and live there. Everybody wants well, to either that or we haven't, kept, we haven't provided enough of a supply of housing. That's true. That's also true. And I asked uh, Mr. Cox about that yesterday, and he started getting off on regulations and stuff without answering how we could kickstart that thing. Obviously, we're too dense in Los Angeles. If you're going to build housing, you're going to have to go to Northern County. You're going to have to go to the Inland Empire. But for housing in, in Los Angeles itself, it's sort of insane. It's already too dense, and no wonder it costs so much. There's a lot of infrastructure. There's already a lot of people here. Well, it's always going to cost a lot. But I think that besides housing, we need to spend a little bit more money on, on taking care of, uh, of our education. We want our people to be smart. We want them to be able to vote intelligently. Yeah, but, uh, but, but hang on. The, what we are hearing from the teachers is not that they need more money, which, of course, I'm sure they can, but the classrooms are bogged down with kids from other countries that make it impossible for them to attend to the state citizens. That's what we're hearing. Well... Well, maybe what we need to do is educate those teachers because a lot of those new citizens are coming from Asia and other places. So don't be afraid of somebody who speaks a different language 
No yeah, one's afraid. No one's but afraid. They <laughs> no like one's to, afraid they of like to help the students. But it only helps them to learn English, right? Yeah. They're only going to be a success in this country if they can learn English and if we can teach them English and not insist on having 97 different languages uh, taught in LAUSD and, and other public school systems. Doesn't that make sense at least? Yes, it does make sense. But I'm telling you, their kids are going to learn hip-hop and the American language soon enough. So I'm not so worried about them. The well, then why do we need everything in multiple languages? Yeah, because the, well, the kids that are from America are, are being held back because of it. I would think that it's mostly from the first generation because the second generation kids, they want to learn and they want to conform. They want to fit in. Yeah, that's and true. So they have every incentive to do that. So really, why well, we need so many different languages because we're getting a lot of new people. And that's because we're a great state. We're like a beacon. But why don't we why don't we speak those languages only in the setting of teaching English? You know what I mean? Let's have the languages available. But you, if you don't, I don't want to get into it. But you know, we, I remember when it was at Prop eighty six. Was it back when they required English for the language yeah. in schools? Yeah. People were like, oh, it's the cruelest thing you've ever done. In six months, the kids were speaking English. So to Marcus's point, yes, if you don't. If you provide them with English teaching, they will learn it very, very quickly and assimilate. If you don't, they won't. 800-222. And everybody loses, by the way. Correct. 800-222. I can't think of a way to handicap somebody more. If I were to go to another country and just never learn their never language. Never learn the language? I would how never, could you how could possibly ever, get by? How could yeah. I get a job? 800-222-5222. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. It's Midday Live. It is Midday Live. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. Helen says she's leaving. Helen, tell us. Yes, I would love to live out of California. Unfortunately, I'm 77 years old. <laughs> Don't have I have family in Tennessee, but the reasons why is just the trash. Everything goes in California. I live in Richmond, where when I moved here, it's a nice neighborhood by the Contra Costa College. But now people are coming in buying houses and paving in the, the yards. We have no yard, and they park cars on there. So I'm asking them at the city, what is this going to do with our property values? I get no answer. Mm. So these are the things that's really getting to me is the trash. And they can't always blame it on the homeless because the homeless don't have cars to dump uh, mattresses. If these homeowners are renting out houses, people are not paying for the trash. And, I, you know, people move into countries, other countries. Keep your culture. But don't just come. Respect where you're moving into also. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Helen, and thank you. And 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 they're saying she, they're cementing up everything. That uh, we got a problem with our greenage. We need more trees. We need more green to soak up the uh, the, the carbon that we're putting into the environment. Mary, what do you say? Hi. Yes, I was born in Mexico City, and my father left us for about two years to come to the United States to fix our papers. And once we arrived, I had already been to kindergarten and first grade, but I had to start. Again, first grade here in the United States because I did not speak English. But within six months, my sisters and I, we did learn English. Then I went second grade, skipped third grade, and, you know, I became a citizen. I voted today. So I cannot agree with the many languages that are, that is, uh, for, for the teachers. Uh, imagine, imagine how it would have handicapped, imagine how it would have handicapped you if you hadn't learned English. That's correct. So my dad said, no, you're, you, my dad made us learn English. And we spoke to, in Spanish to my mother until she learned English. But, uh, and, we, and I still speak, read, and write Spanish. So I didn't lose my, my language. And I'm very proud to be Mexican. 
<laughs> and and not only that, now you have you you have an asset. You're bilingual, bicultural, and this is something very valuable in Absolutely. our state, right? Yeah. Y- yes, and I also got paid for being bilingual. I'm sure of it. It's 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 job. it is an asset. And uh, yes, yes. Thank you for your comment, Mayor. Appreciate it. Thank you. Eight hundred two 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 five two two two. And uh, I didn't ask her her age, but I just remember when that Prop eighty six came through, and people were like, "She said she's in her seventies." Okay, Mary was in her seventies. Helen. Oh no, Mary. That was the last one we talked to. The one that just learned oh, English. Oh. And, and I just remember them. They were marching in the streets like this is the cruelest thing ever. They're going to harm all these children. Six months later, they all spoke English. And guess what? Well, what happened to it? Why, why did we repeat? I, I don't that? know what happened with that. Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I, I don't have time to, to look it up, but uh, I, I think we. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I was thinking, there. Yes, there are. There's a need for these many languages, but it's in terms of getting people transitioned over to the English language. Otherwise, so they can be bilingual, bicultural, and have assets like Mary just talked to us about. Well, good luck, everybody. Uh, I, I, I trust in the collective wisdom of our country, and uh, hopefully. And by the way, you know, whenever it comes to the results of an election, I, I get very sort of um, magnanimous. I guess would be the right word, which is uh, I am too. I have too small an instrument. My little brain is too tiny <laughs> to be able to determine whether a particular decision at a particular moment in history is good for the historical sweep of this country. I, I know, you know, kind of the general direction I like things to go. I like people to drive to work without getting my tires popped on potholes. But, you know, maybe we're heading in that direction and maybe this new crop will do so and maybe some of these propositions will send us in the right direction. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's we'll, we'll see. My, my instrument is too tiny to be able to actually predict that. But get out and vote, everybody, and it'll uh, be interesting to see what the results are tomorrow. We'll be sure to bring them to you, and of course, we'll want your commentary on where we are once we get the results. 800-222-5222. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. 5222 is that number. Give us a call. Be part of the conversation here. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. This is Midday Live.